This is Fat Radio International. Embrace the alternative. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Welcome to Starburst Radio, at Fab Radio International, with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. We are the editors of Starburst Magazine, and this is the radio show, the official radio show of Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. And what a show we've got for you tonight. Yeah. Have we got a show for you tonight? I have no idea. Have we got a show for him tonight? We can try, can't <laughs> the, we? The old classic, eh? Hey? We can try. I've done that thing again where I've got things written down on bits of paper. Oh, like yeah. Notes, they call it, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, I'll try that, to that's do our, some That's our script. Yeah. That, that we've rehearsed all yeah. afternoon. Carefully rehearsed. Yeah. Well, at the beginning of the show, it's only right that we should invite you to partake of interacting with us and you can do so on Twitter at Starburst underscore Mag and also by emailing in studio at fabradiointernational.com if you are a first time listener we basically go over everything that sci-fi horror or fantasy in. occasionally we try we try and we cover we cover most stuff to be honest I mean if it, if it's out there and it's weird and wonderful we cover it if it, it yep. it's, it's movies TV books, even if it's real life games real life you know weird and wonderful food food news indeed yep. and we've already put the question out on on Facebook uh, mm-hmm. how do you consume your TV and films nowadays what's yes. your viewing habit of yep. you know do you binge it do you watch it drip feed it and well, we'll start to deal with some of that after the break because what I'll do, I'll have a little chat about Doctor Who after the first break. We'll get the show started first with with other things, mm. and you know, at least, oh, at least this time we're not we've not got an obituary. Oh, well, we have actually, have we? Yeah, the sad sad demise, geeky monkey. I thought you said like it's sad sad news. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Sad, sad news. You see, we had the party poppers out earlier. Yeah, you see, what you've got to ask yourself at a time like this, where anybody who doesn't know what Geeky Monkey is, well, I'm sure you do. 
But if you don't and you're just listening... If you're very loyal and you don't know what it is. Um, It it is a a cheeky little whippersnapper of a a, Cheeky monkey. Yeah, cheeky monkey indeed. And they've been doing that double cover thing where you have to turn it upside down to see the back cover. Yeah, yeah. Because they've not had an advert on the back for the last three months. Oh, yeah, well, there's been a few times early, early doors after I took over that we didn't have an advert on the back either. No, but you didn't go and do that. No, I didn't do that, no. There's only once we've done it, and that was the 400 issue. Yeah. It was to make a point. Oh, yeah, well, that had to be done. That had to have issue number one on the back and the you yeah. and Mark Rahill's amazing rendition of the issue number one. Yeah, which without, made it actually look a lot better. Yeah, without Vader's wonky nose. Yeah. Yeah, but but here's the thing. Um, Geeky Monkey started out a couple of years back, about, what, about 20 months ago? Yeah. About 20 issues? Yeah, something like that, about yeah. 18, something like that. And, yeah, uh, yeah he, you know, made no bones about it. It... it, um, it went after our audience it went after our readership which is fine it's competition you're allowed to do it we're in a capitalist situation whether i like it or not and that's called competition um they yeah they covered a lot of stuff and they they dealt with things a lot our style um i think we were still better but that's my opinion now what sort of a guy am I? Am I going to be the magnanimous guy that goes, oh, well, that's Commiserations. Shame. Yeah. You, you gave it a good try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm, I am so chuffed it's gone. It's untrue. You know, I'm sorry if anybody read it and they'll miss it and all that, but I, I, don't, I don't miss it. A lot so, of white pages. Lots of white pages, not my sort of mag. And then uh, the, the interesting bit today, I've got to have to share this with you. The... Um, how does the editor choose to bow out? Nick Roberts, editor-in-chief of Geeky Monkey. So he, he's he's sort of like got my job there. And he's... Uh, so how would I bow out? I, I don't know. I'd take... I'd, I'd You'd probably, take a few people with you. I would, yeah, I would. But I don't know about this aspect. If Starburst went because of poor sales and it had all gone a bit wrong, I'm not sure I'd handle it this way. Um because of the people that are getting the blame. And that's the only reason why I'm only mentioning it and I'm only reading it out because he stuck his head above the parapet with us. And it's an interesting way to go. Uh, one could say it's lacking in integrity. I don't know, but yeah. I know that I've got it. I've got none. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's basically uh, in the magazine, there's a picture of the uh, Wicker Man burning uh, with Edward Woodward's character, uh, on board in the final stages of that movie and that's in the middle of the mag just spoiler. to give you some uh, perspective yeah, spoiler well it doesn't matter being spoiled it's the last time you can partake of it isn't it <laughs> so he says uh, take a good look at the image in the centre pages there's no more terrifying sight from the archives of British cinema than the final shots of the Wicker Man and then uh, he says uh, Sadly, this is the last ever issue of Geeky Monkey, so to me this image has come to represent a wholly different reality in 2017. I'm not quite sure where it's coming from. Uh, This is the magazine publishing industry and the dancing islanders are you. The readers don't really get that. Well, not you, as you bought this issue from a real-life shop. But all of your contemporaries, uh, unlike all your contemporaries, I think it should say, um, who prefer clickbait to reality. So then you get in, then you think, well, God, that's a bit of a swipe across the bow. So basically, you're a bit of a knob if you didn't buy the mag. Well, I, I believe that people who don't buy Starburst are, uh, are misguided, certainly. I don't yeah. know if it goes as far as We, to say we agree with certain aspects of that, but mm-hmm. there's no point moaning about that when the person who's paid yeah. the money 
Yeah, you can't blame it's, the people that haven't bought it. You, it's, 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 all, it's all use, except use. Yeah, look, that's, that's basically what he said. Look, at the end of the day, what I've done a number of things over the last three or four years and changed directions with a mag subtly. The last one being the uh, the overhaul and the new the new format. Yeah, new having a little that. bit yeah, of extra yeah, in your hand. Yeah. And I can guarantee you, listening to this, if you're readers of the mag or even if you're casually interested in how a magazine operates, I'm not doing that for some vanity and because me and Martin have not got much to do. I'm doing it because I need to keep the ship going. And if we look at sales and we think there's any way at all that we can reach more people and we've got more chance of keeping the magazine going and keeping the institution of Starburst alive for another 40 years, because it's been going nearly 40 years, it will be in November, we're mm-hmm. heading to the 40-year anniversary. So he, he, he continues to double down on this and says, this is what social media and the internet has done to magazine publishing. Mm, it's a big statement, that one. Um, like I say, I'm, I'm after all your comments on this as well, mm. uh, who are listening to this. In a time where readers feed greedily from the teats of Facebook and Twitter on a minute-by-minute basis for desperate updates on the pop culture they love, magazines are pushed away. Au contraire, I don't agree with that, but um, there's I, an I, element of I truth. get what he's saying, but yeah, there's... Uh, there's an element of truth. You have to provide something different. Yeah. It seems that the colour of Gal Gadot's knickers in, a sne- in sneaky pap shots is worth your time more than a well-researched feature on the history of Wonder Woman. Well, to be honest with you, you got that in Starburst. You didn't need to read Geeky Monkey. I, I, missed, I missed that knickers feature. No one with a history oh, of Wonder right, Woman, right, not right. the knickers. Oh, right, sorry. Not the knickers. He's getting annoyed about the knickers. He's, you would say he's getting his knickers in a twist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people would rather commit endlessly. Well, sorry. People would rather comment endlessly on whether that really is Yoda sitting on a rock for one second of a Star Wars trailer than read a feature discuss, discussing George Lucas's legacy. Well, to be honest, with the way that you guys at Geeky Monkey have actually covered um, George Lucas, you're probably part of the reason why he quit filmmaking and sold the bloody franchise, because you're always uh, bashing him over the head over the prequels, which Starburst magazine don't do. And, and I'll be honest, whenever I catch the, re- the writers doing it in any of the pieces, it's one of the few things where we're steaming and go, no, we're not doing that. Mm. Starburst is not... Uh, on George Lucas's back, I, I actually feel very strongly that he's modernised cinema, and, yeah. and he's more by, important. By all means, I have opinion on him, but yeah. it, the, don't sweepingly throw him away. Yeah, that's it. So then he, he closes with, "We always thought of Geeky Monkey as a quality coffee table read, a magazine you could pick up when you kick back with a cup at the end of the day and enjoy an eclectic." mix of the things you love to many i think we hit the mark but sadly the hordes of clickbait walking dead won out in the end all those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain time to die yeah i like all these little quotes there there here we go there's a statement i just i'd love some opinions on this one clickbait walking dead so basically if you didn't read geeky monkey you were clickbait walking dead exactly and the clickbait walking dead are destroying magazines. They would never buy magazines anyway. Unless Look, it was heat or something. At like the that. end of the day, those people that you're right, they don't read magazines. And if they do read them, they read them for free, stood in uh, in WH Smith's and then send me an email telling me that they're reading it for free. Yeah. Which we've had. 
which I've discussed. The people who show. are reading clickbait stuff and people who are reading the, the the light online things, yeah, are not interested in reading a, a, a six-page feature. No, of on course the not. They haven't got to, look. They some, haven't got the patience to read a lot of words. Some, That's why they're reading clickbaits, where it's one picture and twelve words underneath. Some people don't have. Yeah, you're right. And 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 that attention span you're talking about there may be the problem. It may be as people are getting younger and they're more bombarded with choice. And I, I say this is one I'll just throw out there. You used to have three channels, four channels on the TV. You didn't have satellite. You, uh, When Starburst was selling 110,000 copies across the UK, mm. there were... That was a couple of four, months ago. Yeah, oh yeah, we wish. <laughs> four, uh, you had four TV channels, no, no satellite. You had no internet. You you were literally receiving your newsletters from things you were interested in because you joined a fan club and yeah. you were getting a newsletter once a month. You had to mail off for things. Yeah, and then you would pick up uh, and Starburst would be your only source of, of news about what you like because, yeah, SFX wasn't around then and um, and no, nobody else covered this stuff. Nobody. Empire didn't cover it. And, Empire, Empire wasn't there was, at Empire that wasn't around yeah. even then, was it? No. Um, stuff like film review just dealt with, uh, they, they were almost doing product placement for movies and that was it, you had to read uh, to find out, you, to get reviews, you had no other choice now, certainly for genre stuff, yeah, this is all now, there was now um, movies that aren't even out you can go online and find 10 different competing reviews even three mm. weeks before the movies come out now and these are from bloggers, not people who are actually operating I'm not knocking bloggers, no I am Bloggers, bloggers um, yeah, you ain't committing the sort of money we are to a magazine, so yeah, I will knock you a little bit. It's, it's when they're getting access that... That's annoying, yeah, yeah. when, when they, they, you know, they've got a handful of people uh, on a bloody uh, website. A lot of them are just doing it for the celebrity rather than... Yeah, I get that. You know, oh, look, look. Your Perez, Perez Hilton type people and things oh, like that. Oh, he's worse than him, that... Uh, that that bloody arsehole that was having a go at me on Twitter, um, what's her face? Who was the, uh, going on about the DC conspiracy? Oh yeah, I can't she's a, literally only known for a YouTube channel and all the rest of it. But at the end of well, the day, well, that's a YouTube channel. People are, are the major celebrities now. Yeah, unfortunately. I, get, I totally get it, and uh, and that's it. But obviously. I know that we're fighting with this, and I know that every single month I have to do the best possible that I can to sell copies of Starburst to keep it all going. Now, that means that all our writers have to do their bit. Everybody has to work hard. Everybody has to do the best to make sure the, mag, the, the editorial team putting it together, Every everybody involved. And um, th- this is the thing that goes on. And, and then there's other people doing the podcasts for the show, like the Blue Box podcast, TV Zone, this yeah. one, um, and, uh, the Brave New Words. Yeah. And I nearly called it Buttworm then. Oh, you're, so, you're so 2015. I know. Sorry, um, Ed. So that's the problem. I mean, if you are going to be stupid enough to produce a printed publication in an era where they're becoming a delicacy, yeah, mm. they're becoming a, a a sort of it's almost elitist. Where you know, oh, you read actual physical magazines, do you? Wow, you know, you yeah, we're, we're going, going to be like the vinyl yeah. in future. Yeah, we are. We are going to get that resurgence. Now, will there always will they always be magazines? Yes, there will always be print publications, and I'm going to I'll go down in flames to the day I die saying that. Even if I'm wrong, I will always believe that to the point you prove me wrong, and that that's the that's it. Now. 
I just, I just can't believe that you know you, your magazine fails. It's failed for one reason: you didn't get enough readers. Now, um, I mean, Geeky Monkey were quite happy to put the magazine out, hoping that they would bag readers from SFX, readers from Starburst, and yes, they they were targeting that exact same, mm. uh, those exact same people, and they failed, and it's blown up in his face. And then he wants to write his little piece where he's blaming. The uh, he's basically making out that everybody who didn't buy the magazines a complete moron. Yeah, uh, yep. you know it's quite interesting. Oh, sorry, clickbait. What is it? Clickbait. Click, walking, walking dead. dead. Yeah. Wow, the clickbait. What walking dead? So they, they, so it can't be any worse than fear the walking dead. Oh well, I mind you. Apparently, that's that's picked up. I, I have not got season. to the end of season two yet. I got yeah. past just past the boat bit, and and then I gave up after season one. Life got in the way. I didn't. I didn't. There's so many stuff like you know. You've got American Gods. You've got Twin Peaks back, and I've, and and they're all vying for a few hours in between me doing this show and us getting the magazine ready. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Get the violins out. Not enough hours in the day. Yeah, I know, but you know, at least we're still on the shelves. True. There um, you go. So if all this seemed a bit catty and a bit whatever, no, it's just that I found it bizarre how he chose to uh, sign off and yeah. and literally have a bit of dignity, guy. Throw everybody under the bus, except for the right. I tell you who's responsible for that magazine uh, failing and not being on the shelf. Do Him. you know who it is? Him. Yes. Because Nick he, Roberts, he, he's editor the, he's the gaffer. Yeah. If this magazine fails. Within the whatever tenure I've got left with this magazine, it's on me. There you go. You won't have me blaming everybody else for it. I'll I'll certainly have a go at people in the last editorial <laughs> and uh, name a few names and probably, I might even cut it. Might even say what um, what Ben Kingsley really did in print. Bleep. Because, no. And then liquidate the limited company <laughs> <laughs> before he sues. But um, you know, I'm just saying it. I just find that I can't believe that that. That is that that really is a <laughs> you know unbelievable unbelievable isn't it? I have been reminded though that we've uh, we have got a proper obituary as well. Have we? Yeah, Michael Bond, creator of Paddington. Yeah, I suppose. Look, Rod, I that. haven't got. He had, he had a good innings. Roger Moore. Um, that's still raw to me, you know. Adam West. Then after that, you know, we've had some some big. Old, you don't get me wrong; he's all right. He's good, but he's. I'm sorry, he's been he's been crowded out. Oh, that's a bit. He's he, been crowded out. He just didn't have the face for it, did he? No, he didn't. Them films he's weren't bad enough. though. The Paddington films. Yeah. So I know. Right. I'm seeing the second one because no. it's not out yet. No, no, but this, you know, this, the the first one was all right. Yeah, it was. It was surprisingly and, good. And the Michael Horden voiced TV series is legendary that is very 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 good I, like, I love the uh, it is the, the, it's the voice on that that's brilliant I did actually like the style they did it with mm. the, the, the it was that Mr. 2D Ben's animation style. sort of thing yeah. Uh, no, I liked it. Oh look, look, I want to, I want to get upset about him, but I can't, I'm just, yeah. I make it, someone's just, I, I've had my grief, yeah, my grief, my grief container emptied. I tell, I tell you what, what's taken the edge off this? Brian can't go in last week. Because oh, he was him, he yeah. was a legend of our childhood. I can't believe it. You can't believe it. No, no that, he was. He was that he got, Well, he was that famous that he actually got parodied in Spaced, that episode yeah. of Spaced. He was, um, if you remember. There's, there's, there's no voice like it. 
Him and uh, Oliver Postgate were our voice of our channel. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, no, I did, I did really like him. I don't say I'm sorry about uh, about Michael Bond as well. It's just, it's just, I, can't, I don't know. It's what too it would much. Take. It's too it's much. Literally, can't, can't... To, to shock me tonight, it would take like like Clint Eastwood or someone massive like that now. Yeah, too much death. Yeah, we've had. It has been 2017. I thought 2016 was pretty bad. 2017's been relentless. On so many levels, it's been so crap. I've had so we've had so much to deal with, and we're still having problems now. Yeah. Like it's a it's a difficult year. This that's just politically. Had, yeah. Is it just me, or is it any of you guys out there struggling this year? It's a nightmare. Tell you on the, on a personal level, a business level. God, get the violins out. Man. Yeah, yeah. Get the violins out. So anyway, email in if you're depressed as well. Yeah, come and join. Yeah, misery likes company, as they say. <laughs> I think we'll have a break now because can't be bothered anymore. I've just, I've lost, I'm, I've I'll lost get. I'm going to take that noose off the corner of this hour. Oh dear me! Right, if we're still here, we'll uh, we'll speak to you in a few minutes. Starburst Radio. The show that sometimes remembers to bring you some of the latest genre news and reviews until they get distracted. Big Finish presents Doctor Who Short Trips, How to Win Planets and Influence People. Ladies and gentle beings, hello! Well... First off, I'm delighted to be here as your guest speaker today. I have to say, I've long admired the work of the Darkon Corporation. You've done a lot of splendid work. The climate catastrophe on Nebulon 4, that was you, wasn't it? The strip mining of the Dandarian Belt, who can forget? And (laughs) the obliteration of the Ostracon Delta. Give yourselves a round of applause for that one. (laughs) Remarkable. But you don't want to dwell on past glories. No. You want to achieve new things. You've set your eyes on the ultimate prize, which is why you very kindly invited me here to tell you all about invading the Earth. Shall we get started? First slide, please. The Doctor. The Doctor. The Doctor. The Doctor. As you can see, he's got a fair number of disguises, all of them laughably flamboyant. Big tip for you, if your security cameras pick up an escaped children's party entertainer heading your way, panic. Big finish. We love stories. Starburst Radio. The show that thinks Kamsi has no genuine friends. This is Fat Radio International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And we've got an email from your brother again. Oh, flipping heck. Isn't it good? Isn't it good? God and this was jam. sent using my jingle jangles. He's uh, a bad man. It says, uh, this will get us on. We can have a discussion on this, actually. Can we have a mass debate time, about it, Russ? Good God, we can't have this in stereo, both you and him. Him emailing it in and you... Get him in the studio, you won't get a word in. My word. Have we now given up on the Ace solo movie, even with... uh, I thought he said Non Howard. That would have been quite a fair gag, that. Ron Howard on board. My fears are there. You can't polish a turd, but you can roll it in glitter. 
expecting a glitter fest and that thumbs up from Boba Fett as he skips past saying I'll get to you Solo and your little Wookiee too as a massive Star Wars fan I think this is going to be the calm moment of the Disney Star Wars universe and I'll have salt and pepper ready on my fist for when it comes well here's the thing it depends what you believe uh, so that we can clarify this earlier this week there was a sudden announcement anybody who's unaware and why would you be listening to a movie just before movie? just before the show last week it was the announcement but that's that, right but we then they've confirmed it. yeah our rumors last but the week. details were not there and, and that if it, obviously you're listening to a movie review show you will be aware that the there is going to be a hand solo movie from uh, Disney, and it's going to focus on his younger years. It's almost like his origin story. You're going to have a young um, Lando Calrissian. I'm, gonna, I'm assuming he's going to meet Chewbacca at some stage in it. Blah blah blah, and he's going to win the Millennium Falcon, like he said he did in the uh, movies in Empire Strikes Back, and all that. So, what's the problem? Well, these two guys that came on board, the backstory of them is that he had two guys, and it. Sometimes it's great. I mean, look what's happened with the two brothers doing the Captain America movies and yep, moved yep. on to the Avengers. They're knocking it out of the park. They're good. The uh, The problem with this is uh, Lord and Miller, yep. the two guys, uh, they did 21 Jump Street, which is a very... And the Lego movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the Lego movie that got on the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but there was a lot of studio... Um, oversight on the Lego movie whereas if you wanted to see what they did they got left to it on 21 Jump Street mm. so if, if you were going to say to me give me an example of their work I would say to you have a look at 21 Jump Street because the other was such a huge property that they will have had training wheels on they will have been let get that deep into it they certainly couldn't have devered it at yeah. that point didn't Chris career. like 21 Jump Street I like 21 yeah, Jump Street yeah. I even like 22 Jump Street yeah. which is a real film by the way even though no one seems to have seen it but me uh, yeah. um, <laughs> and Chris yeah and and they're funny I mean it, it's good gags I don't know what you mean I wasn't a massive fan of that old TV show obviously no, me it, doing this job I've, dug, I've, I've watched some of it at some point it was a soap opera it wasn't a... yeah genre show yeah it wasn't and it and just introduced Johnny Depp really so that's about it yeah and and that's it so they decide well let's do it as a comedy it was funny uh, comedy some cops going undercover and having to go through college again and it was Channing Tater's deep and uh, what's who's the other guy the, the the one who isn't the fat guy that's funny that isn't Seth Rogen yeah, um, yeah I can I can picture him I could probably draw you a picture of him yeah you know no I don't don't want to do no, that yeah. I've not got enough paper so the let loose with Star Wars great okay that's brilliant there's a lot of that going on um, the guy who did um, safety not guaranteed ended up landing. A gig with a massive movie, didn't he? Yeah, and um, then Which, you, you know, that you, was a great film. Yeah, Gareth Edwards did Monster, and uh, he ended up with Monsters. He ended up getting uh, the Godzilla gig, and and you know, and then for every good story like that, there's a Trankgate where Josh Trank did uh, did a movie that, yeah. that was very very well received, quite impressive, and yeah, but... um, and I, uh, you know, he then got. Let Loose with the Fantastic Four as a movie and he went... And look what happened there. And if you want to find out more about that, look into back issues of Starburst because I went into copious details about the whole story which revolved around him and the abuse he got over his man boobs while he was at college. I am not making that up, that the whole story's in It's Only a Movie. I can't remember the issue number no, now, but it's a couple of years ago. 
So buy them all. So um, yeah, here we go again. Let's let's look into what's gone wrong here. Then there's a lot of stories circulating, and the one that that you know that the leaks are coming from actually from Disney because they are not going to throw those two guys under the bus and go. They were a pair of bozos. We had yeah, a lot yeah. of problems with because they're quite set. professional. Correct. So. The best way to deal with it, to get your point across, is have somebody else leak it and you just neither confirm nor deny whether yeah, it's yeah. coming Yeah, and you let people make their own mind up. It's the age-old way studios do it, and they always have. So, politicians do the same thing. So, Alden Heinrich. Heinrich. I can never it's like that. I feel like you're going to squeeze him while he's yeah. swallowing something. It turns out the early stories suggested that Alden Ironreach, who is starring as a, the young Han Solo, who, um, you know, I don't know. He, he sort of, kind of, sort of looks a bit like um, Harrison Ford-ish, but not not to the degree where I'm going to just say to you, wow, what great casting. Yeah. You, It's going to rely heavily on him getting those mannerisms right. Now, the early stories were everybody was worried about the way that the movie was going and it was turning into a parody movie, almost. A yeah, the- comedy movie, not not a Star Wars movie with a, with a, a humorous approach. They were saying he was after. acting like Ace Ventura. Well, that you see, that's, that's you're, you're jumping ahead of the narrative. Oh, right, right, go on. The first story what that came out that got corroborated by lots of people, so it seemed right, was that he... And a lot of the crew were really worried about the direction of the movie, and they had meetings with um, with Kathleen Kennedy from Lucasfilm, and and then they realised it was a lot worse than they thought. They were already unhappy with the uh, the rushes that they were seeing and yeah. the footage and the stuff that had been shot so far. They were worried, and him coming to them brought it to a head, and they decided to go the separate ways and get rid of them. Right, so then that sort of puts the onus on them two guys going rogue and really being uh, crazy. Then, and this has been definitely corroborated, you hear the stories you've just said about him acting like Ace Ventura and being over the top with his mannerisms and doing a really cartoony version of Han Solo. And they, uh, a few months ago, got acting lessons for him. Now that is a new one on me. There is a blockbuster movie with hundreds of millions of dollars in the budget and your lead, the lead character, the lead actor with the lead role, the whole, the, everything's hanging on and probably the title of the film's going to include this character's name and it is his origin story. That guy, you feel it's necessary that he goes to acting school so this is while like you're happened. filming. Well, it happens since like the early days of like sound film. I have, yeah, I have never. Ne- they had when, to reteach people how to. Well, act. no, you know why that was, Martin. Most of them stories in the silent movie days and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, it was all about exaggerated movements and. Oh yeah, but no, the the, the there was they were there was bad acting going on, mm. but the but the usual case that this happened was it was the director and he's employed his girlfriend or his yes. mistress or yes, somebody. Yeah. A, a classic case. It was all Ava. about looks and it was about, you know. Yeah, Ava Perron mm. couldn't act. She was terrible. And she was uh, that, that supported by um, one Perron that they just didn't sack her from any of the movies she was in. And that's that's a true story. And and you had some similar, it appears here. So who is really to blame for this movie? Well, again, I'm going to take the view where I was uh, castrating that poor sod who, uh, who was the... Uh, editor of Geeky Monkey, 
I'm afraid the book needs to stop with Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. Because she hired all of them and she knew what they'd done before. She knew what acting he had done before and the roles he'd had and the experience he'd had or lack of. And she certainly knew what she was getting with those two guys after 21 Jump Street. Um, she might have thought they'd cut the teeth really on the Lego movie, but I, as I said to you... you but can't... that, again, was about taking the piss out of well-known properties. It, it was, but but again, there was massive studio control with that, mm. whereas 21 Jump Street, there just wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't have a budget big enough to, to have them interfering. They churn out comedies like that five or six a year. You know, the Star Wars movie, the Lego movie, huge, important movie that they're not going to take uh, any gambling with. So... Where are we now? Well, the, we've now got Ron Howard, and I've heard some people go, Ron Howard, is he, is he a good choice? Is he a good choice? Well, yeah, he's a very, 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 very safe pair of hands. Ron, Ron Howard is a very, very good director and yeah, filmmaker. Yeah. He obviously started out on Happy Days as an actor. He learned a lot on set. He was always fascinated with uh, movies. He's still friends with George Lucas. He was in American Graffiti. Yes, which is where he became friends with George Lucas. Yeah. And it is suggested that George Lucas actually gave the nod to Kathleen Kennedy and went, you know, you really want to see if uh, he'll do it because he'll he'll be a safe pair of hands. And he is a safe pair of hands. Also, he does make the occasional movie that really does knock it out of the park. Mm. And um, we're talking, you know, the the, the Apollo 13, you know, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Rush. Um, lots of movies I could go on and on and on he has made a lot of great movies he's made did, a few stinkers did you like do Forrest Gump? Um, no that was Zemeckis that's what yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but he's made a lot of good films there's no reason to suggest that he will not be a great guy to get it back on track he's certainly a very very experienced filmmaker so I wouldn't worry about about him I'd worry about the fact that maybe the script isn't good and that this movie is not going to be that great no matter who takes control of it and you'll only find out that next year when it gets released yep it's very 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 it's very much cutting it fine to be reshooting now with a brand new director yeah and for the first time since superman 2 you're going to have a massive argument here about who gets director credits yeah and which bits of which yeah they've done close to 80% of the shoot and that's the legal cut off where, they, do you know if they have done 80% of the uh, shoot, what that means Martin mm. it means that it triggers the clause where they have a right to produce their, their own version yeah. yeah, and that's the problem that maybe a lot of people don't know which is fine because it's geek stuff and you shouldn't know But the, it depends what sort of clause they've got in the contract, they might have oh, yeah. that written in where yeah. they have no choice on that sort of yeah, thing no matter well, what but you, again, with all contracts, you've got certain other legislation that makes certain terms un, unfair. They, they could ditch half of what they've done. Yeah. I feel that they're going to have to get rid of quite a lot of it if it's as bad as everyone's saying. If it's actually a comedy movie, a comedy Han Solo movie, then they're going to have to, aren't they? Yeah. So so who's, who knows? Who's right? I suspect it's a bit of both. Yeah, now we're going to have Han Solo coming in going, hey. Yeah, well, you never know, do you? You see, maybe you should have Henry Winkler in it as a camera. Why not? Why not? Uh, one of the creatures. And, uh, and somebody jumping over a shark. 
So yeah, that, that's sort of where we are with Han Solo. Anybody else got any ideas on that? And, and what do you think? Do you think it's? But it's yeah, gonna be you know, right? you know, they're just going to ch- chock full of cameos, like like my brother said. You know, get Boba Fett coming in, giving the thumbs up. That's why I didn't like Rogue One. Mm. It was, it's all it was that shit. Too hard. It was just constant bombardment. It didn't. It wasn't its own movie. It just fan service, like it. which it's the wrong yeah. sort of fan service. Just didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like it was its own movie. It felt like it was. It was just again. Like you've had two movies. Disney have bought the rights. You've had two Death Star movies. Yeah. Good God. You, you need. Yeah. You know. you know, the fan service that people actually want is a good story and a yeah. good film. Yeah. Oh, we got uh, we got a couple of emails. Shall I deal with them and then we can move on to something else? If you want, right, uh, David Galdard. Hello, sir. Our, our, one of our favourites is David. He's uh, he's a regular he's been with us from the very beginning, and he says I bought Geeky Monkey once. I was lured by a Tom Baker cover. To be honest, Oof, all right. the main <laughs> never prob- trust the Tom Baker covers. Yeah, the main problem, as I could see it, was. It's just far too generic and didn't pique my interest. I bought Starburst as a kid from Kenny's like you. Yeah, I know I had it on my granddad paid for it to be uh, put put away from me. And then he got me a subscription uh, later on. When he found out what a subscription was, he yeah. was oh, right, it saves money. It's not stopped being signed yeah. up to the and army. Then, and, then, <laughs> you know, and then he went and then he was off to uh, the post office on uh, Hall Street and he, yeah. got, he got a, a postal order. Postal orders. Yeah, you know, the good old days, yeah. people don't know the bar. Yeah, um... He says he loved Starburst, David. Did he said he, he strayed in the nineties as he lost in, uh, interest in the genre? Um, it was Fab Cafe and the Return of Doctor Who that pulled me back in. Uh, well, see, I've done some good there. Yeah, yeah. And what I love about Starburst is all the writers have their own personality and views, which come across in print. Some of the films you hate, the writers in the mag love and vice versa. But it isn't just generic blurb. I also think Starburst deserves kudos for championing the lesser known films and. Uh, underdog filmmakers there is a very wide range covered I do read a lot of internet stuff but I still like a decent magazine to read on the subject of consuming films at home it is still Blu-ray DVD for me you can't beat cinema though and the showcase in Nottingham doesn't seem to have uh, the problem with dickheads that Bellevue used to well you're lucky David the showcase uh, in Bellevue is is bizarre it's if anything since you you've gone it's uh, it's got worse you they, you are literally in a screen on your own. Any time you go, even on the week of release, it's that quiet that you go in and you, you're literally you're on your own. And then it's a question of what are they going to get wrong this time? Now, they, it's been out of focus. It's not actually been in 3D, the movie. They've put yeah. the 2D one on in there instead of the 3D one. I could go on and on and on and on of the list of things that I've, I've done. I go there as an absolute last resort when I have to see a film to write in my column or do this show. And I'm in a hurry and it's Andy on the way home back to Stockport. So the, uh, here's the, the best one was they forgot to, they forget, and you won't believe this, they forgot to open the curtains. For fuck's sake. They forgot to open the curtains, yeah. They they literally, it, the film was being projected onto red curtains. And if I hadn't, just if I had just sat there, that's how it would have stayed for the whole yeah, yeah. film. And you ask yourself, well, is that not automated? Are they not even looking through the windows? And you the think, question is, you, no, they're you not. I think it would be on well, some sort of timer or something. I don't think they give the monkeys. I really don't. So, uh, you know, what can you say? There's showcase for you. So that that's that's email sorted. Um, yeah, well... So, 
we can do a couple of tweets. We've got our wonderful uh, Tariq Latif. Oh yes, our very good friend. What's he up to? He's uh, he was referencing our our chat and our lamenting the geeky monkey thing, oh. uh, and he's saying about them saying feeding from the teat of Facebook. He said I tried feeding from the teat of Starburst magazine, but I always get a few of Martin's nipple hairs stuck between my teeth. It's always a problem. I wasn't complaining, it's but difficult. there you go. It's difficult. This, this is the problem you get, you see. So, actually, I'll just share um, an email that, that, that Sean sent uh, to us. We might, it might be answering yeah. this via the Mac, but yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah. give you... It's a teaser for the Mac. So. The, the, this is the standard of stuff that we get. We we actually have a box file in the boardroom that says on it, crazy letters. Yeah, you the think stuff, I'm joking? The stuff we print is, is only half of the bits. Yeah, because that, some, some of, of it, it is indecipherable. Yeah, some of it... It's too, it's too out there. And if we actually put it on the letters page, you guys would go, "You're writing these yourself. You, you are not getting letters like this." Now, David I, Lynch wouldn't even put it in an episode of Twin Peaks. Oh, it's that weird. It's unbelievable. Um, so we got one today, and and we got our regulars on that, haven't we? We've got a few. We've got one that the guy that what's his name? We, we can't give names out because he might be listening, but but yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Should have. We'll have to beat that out on the podcast. But yeah, the, but. He he just writes to us when anybody dies, yeah. Yeah, and and it's and it's we might he, get one about geeky monkey. Yeah, he, mean, he wrote to us <laughs> to tell us Roger Moore had died. You know, and it's it's by snail mail, by the way, guys. Yeah, it is. So yeah, it's, this is we, like a week after everybody else knows. With with the prerequisite crazy type of disturbed handwriting on the front as well, and the uh, the, the yeah the he writes them constantly and and. What might, it's nice to know that people care, though. But I did, what amuses me the bet the ones where he, he writes, he'll say such as Roger Moore's died, da 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 da, and then he'll just at the bottom say, "Oh, and I saw such and such a person last is week. It, he's not looking well. Is, he's looking a bit peaky. Yeah, it's like he's um, <laughs> he, he's like the if it might be the Grim Reaper. It might be. Know, we've but, got we got a direct line. So yeah, we got sent um, from Manuela this uh, this email. This is a genuine email. I'm holding it in my hand now. Because um, you always hold emails in your hand. Yeah, I've got it printed out. I know, I? I'm kidding. You know what I mean. So I can, well, I can't, you know, so I can access it. It says, hello, I'm writing to you today because I was just eating a piece of candy by a famous brand and found a human tooth inside of it. I bit on the sweet and felt something hard inside, so I spat it out. And there it was. I have pictures and everything. Please let me know if this is a story you would be interested in. Thank you, attentively, Manuela. Explain, uh, please. I think they've got us mistaken for these uh, take-a-break type things where they pay for these weird stories. But you know what has happened there? That's just the shittest story in this, the world. This has happened to me. I mean, I've eaten some and found a tooth in it, but it's my own bloody tooth. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> fine. That's what That happens, doesn't it? What's yeah. he, where's that come from? You know, what's he, what is going on with that? Why then? You know what I thought that was going to lead to when we got that? What? I thought it was going uh, you know what it was? It was an opal fruit. Yeah, did you, I did found the house and gone to see him. Yeah. I just got the IP address on there. It can be done. No, seriously, uh, the opal fruits gag. Uh, it, it, it was never funny. It wasn't funny. Every single person fails to realise that, they, that everybody telling the gag, Thinks they're telling it for the first time. It's the first time me and Martin have ever heard that joke. Yeah, yeah and that, that we, we keep we, resetting the clock. You know? Yeah, you, 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 do you honestly think 
that we find that amusing? Do you think? Do you think? Or do you think we find it hellishly irritating to the point where I want to pick up the nearest heavy object and bury it into your head? That's the answer, and the answer yeah. is heavy object. So there we exactly. go. Exactly. So, so it, it, oh, when you come to the festival this year and meet us, yeah, don't, don't tell that joke. Anyway, we're going before we go to break. We're gonna when we get back. We're going to deal with Doctor Who because you know, there was a couple of issues at the, at the weekend. We'll talk about that. But um, quickly before we go, uh, <coughs> the breaking news yesterday, Peter Parker, it turned out, cameoed in Iron Man Oh, too, yes, yeah. apparently yeah. so. Yeah, you can tell. You reckon. It. Yeah, can you explain to everybody what's happened? Oh, what it is. Is this is that scene in Iron Man 2 where there's a, a little lad in a uh, an Iron Man mask yeah. going up to him? And now apparently... That was Peter Parker. Yeah. Now I'd be impressed if it was Tom Holland yeah. playing that kid. Yeah. Then I'd be impressed. Yeah, of course, but it wasn't. I thought yeah. it was that. I thought that was the reveal that he actually had played that part. Yeah. Back then now he's got the role. And that would be I, ace. When I saw it, I'd was, be on board. It was absolutely nothing like that. I was, I was like, what, what is this? This is clutching at straws to try and keep people interested. It's funny. In it's funny. It's amusing and it's humorous. But here's the thing: I'd have had bottle. If you'd have before you got the deal with Sony at the point where they could actually sue you, uh, if you'd have come out with this story, that would have been very funny. Yeah, yeah. And just gone, yeah, that was Peter Parker. In fact, we're going to actually put a little name badge on him uh, in, yeah, in yeah. the DVDs now. We're going to re- redo it with CGI. So because we don't it. care about whether you actually yeah. own the character or not. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> that would have been funny. But no, you, you could they not it. actually sue them retrospectively if they say that's him? No, because they've signed some. Before that, before that press release went out, they've signed something yeah, but, to allow them to do that. They've got permission off Sony to say that. Yeah. So they can't. No. And the, the whole thing, anyway, at the end of the day, Marvel... Um, they don't need this uh, sort of as much flippant as, publicity, do they? No, I mean, as much as Marvel are knocking out of the park and they're doing really well, they, uh, they, they, are, they are doing Sony. Uh, I tell you now, if Sony get away with what they're about to do, it's the biggest disservice to fans and Marvel going there. Yeah, since Fantastic Four. Yeah. So, so we've got. Um, well, yeah, and all that happens is I hope uh, I hope that fans vote with their uh, with their money. I hope they don't go and see this yeah, yeah. movie and all these other spin-off movies that are not part of what Marvel are doing. Because at the end of the day, that third Spider-Man movie starring Tom Holland, people will believe it's a, it's the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and, they it's, and it's now yeah. to do with them. They so. don't understand stuff like this, a lot of the movie going public. And they've got to be know. wondering where where Tony Stark is. And... Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's it. But yeah, the cameo, the, Sp- the Peter Parker cameo, eh? a cameo that... that before you've even got uh, an agreement on the IP, bloody yeah, hell. that's. Uh, I mean, if you look, you can see his eyes through the. Uh, yeah, the, it, it, the mask. you know what? It, I'm convinced now. Yeah, I bet you are. Right. Well, we'll we'll be back soon, and we're going to have a chat about Doctor Who and lots of other things, yeah. including a a game that's come back, a, a, a back on video game, but only for two minutes. Literally. And don't forget to email in if, how do you watch your TV and films. Correct, because that is coming up in the uh, next chat that we're about to have about Doctor Who. I actually hated the way I said that. <laughs> oh, Mr. Westoff, it's them! They've come for us! The Silex! Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Fourth Doctor Adventures Subterranean. 
Silex. Fighting machines, abominations forged in the flames of war. Silex haven't been seen in this strata for decades. Well, they're here now. Oh, look, rocks. It has the appearance of solid rock, but with a very low density. Semi-molten, with a large degree of seismic activity. And it's increasing. Listen. That's no earthquake. That's machinery. Mr. Stoker, that blue box. Have it expelled with the rest of the clinker. Buried, never to be found again. All organics must be corrected and modified. Never! Organics attempting resistance. Commence incineration. All right! That's far enough! Take us to your leader. <laughs> I always love saying that. We're doomed. Done for. Destined to die. Big finish. We love Storm. Starburst Magazine, issue 438. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today. This is Fab Radio International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And don't forget to email in studio at fabradiointernational.com or Twitter, Starburst underscore mag. And we're going to have a little chat about Doctor Who because it is now the week approaching the season finale and now it's oh, gone yeah. this year. We're literally days away. Yeah, we are a few days away from seeing the end of this season. And it's significant because it leads into the final episode at Christmas where Peter Capaldi leaves the titular role of Doctor Who. He is literally going on to new things. I, yeah. he it is of, his namesake. He's, he's going to be leaving the character of Doctor I Who. I think he was suggested he, <laughs> he left. Yeah, he, well, we're going to get into that in a minute. I think he was suggested that he'd leave. I think that the, all this talk about, oh, we wanted him to stay on and all that, no. I think Chris Chibnall wanted a new companion, a new doctor, a new star. I think he wanted to be in the same situation Russell T. Davis was in in 2005. Yeah. Although he isn't, because he's going to be fighting to get viewers back. Personally, do you want my opinion on this? As always. This is, the, this is what I would have said was better for the show. I think it should have gone off air for two or three years and had a break, and get people and excited back, again, and then come back as a uh, as a as a new series. I do because it's not been doing anything really. I mean, it's it, had not, that, it had a year you know, off, so but that that was that year off where year, though, the, the the news you got was you know it's a year off, but we're coming back with more of the same. Yeah, no, this is what I meant. You well, you've got a new creative team. Starting, it's going to be a complete etch a sketch. Like it with Chibnall, it'll be much more of a uh, wrench than it was when Stephen Moffat took over from writer Russell T. Davis because a lot of the things he kept a lot of the things in place, if you remember, mm. from that era, he had the benefit of, and then he started to mold it. The, the first season now of Matt Smith's is actually a lot more like Russell T. Davis's than I gave it credit for at the time. I thought that was radically different, but uh, after some of the Utter, utter crap that I've had to sit through for the last four years. I'm not I'm not consistently crap. Just occasionally, it's gone. It's gone to a place. I think that the I problem is like. when it's gone really low. 
it's so low that you can't see the goodness yeah. in the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, I, there are annoying... The problem is with Stephen Moffat as a writer, people think he's a lot cleverer than he is. I, I don't see that. I really don't. I think he's okay. I think he's been, wrote some of the best episodes of the series that I've really enjoyed, especially Blink. Absolutely. That, that, yeah. was, that was phenomenal. And um, if you'd have told me then, oh, he's going to be the new showrunner, I'd go, Jesus, this is going to be better than it's ever been. I just don't. I just think he goes too far, and I think that once you have actually had a few stories of him and a few more stories, a few more stories, he has got some very, very similar Moffatisms. It, it's, and tropes it's, that it's, keep like I say, it's the hits that he keeps doing. It's like you know, yeah. it's like going to see that band. Yeah. That even though they've got a new album out, they'll only ever play the hits. I agree, and and there's an element of that, and there's the he can't, and there's the other thing about it. He, considering he's a sitcom writer. He he started out. I really enjoyed his um, his. Oh, what is it? Bloody, you've got the box sets at home. Coupling, it? coupling. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed coupling. And, I did. I loved it. And uh, I thought the characters were great. I thought the writing was good. I, it was it was great. And and again, clever writing, really really good. The problem is, is he is he can be funny, but he never knows when the gag. He, now certainly then he was he he wasn't. He hadn't got in a rut then. He hadn't got it, into... It's the almost like writing for Little Britain. It's just catchphrases. Yeah, correct. Well, well, but there were some good twists and some good intelligent writing, even though it was a, a BBC sitcom. Uh, coupling was, was great. And now, the problem now is he never knows when to stop telling the same gag. It's over and over and over again until you are sick of hearing it. And, mm. and like the the great example, and he, it's not a running motif where he just tells a joke, then carries the joke on again, and he does it that third time that pisses you off. And, it, and it's, it's the third time and the look to the camera almost. Correct, yeah. Um, we had, you know, with with, with Rory, uh, it, Rory, where that character when he stayed waiting as a Roman centurion yeah. and all that time. You know, I still can't flash back. I forgot why he was a robot and now he wasn't a robot. All well, he time. died, didn't he? Yeah, yeah it's... it's just crazy, and you can't remember it all and, because and it's it, undone. And so it's readily. the simple titles to somebody who waited. Yeah, yeah. There's such and such a buddy who had to hang around a little bit longer. Oh, well, they'll give you the first three of them. The first three, and this is enough. There were loads more, but I'm just simplifying it. There was the boy who waited, yeah, mm. and then and then there was uh, the then they did. He was referred to as the boy who waited, yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then she marries him, blah blah blah. Then there's an episode all mostly about her, and it was and it was a uh, uh, and it uh, getting old. And yeah, around that was actually a really good episode. And it was a good episode, and that was called the girl who waited, yeah, yeah. and then. Uh, when she's settled down on Earth and the Doctor's not seen her for a while, she's gone and got a job modelling and she's worked for a modelling agency. He's in a shop and he sees an advert for perfume with her on and I can't remember the name of the perfume now. And it's such and such perfume with Amelia Pond on, on there. And it does it for the girl who's tired of waiting. And you go, oh, I never yeah. one of these jokes. It, you want the little drum... drum and that's it. He has it perfect with a second gag. And then the third one... It just goes too it. far, yeah. And that's it. Um, he's done a lot of stuff. So this year, a massive improvement at the beginning on, on what has been. And I've got to say, character of Bill, really good. Yeah. Really re- the, the, the Considering that little trailer we saw, the little teaser. Yeah, one, one great, that, that was like, oh my God, this is going to no. be one of them ones. Yeah, that so... Is just, yeah. So yeah, Bill, the character of Bill. Um, Bill Potts, great character. 
played really well. But most importantly, and I'm just going to say this, the one of the best female characters he's ever written because yep. he's been criticised for that and I have actually criticised him because I don't like River Song and all that and all of his... She seems quite natural she and does. that's the main thing. It's very it's what well you want written. In the character. I, think, I think that he, she's one of uh, Moffat's best creations. I think she's really, really good. And then, um, yeah, we get this episode and it's the penultimate one before we go back and I heard that there were the old ropey Cybermen that just had the cloth faces in and I yeah, thought, yeah. oh God, this is going to be a bit rubbish. They look naff, them old Cybermen from the 1960s. Where are you going to do this to that, a modern that, that CGI? And it all just that? Like really reeked of fan service, didn't oh, it? Oh yeah, it did, yeah. And I thought, oh, here we go, this is going to be terrible. Then it turns out he's trying to re- rehabilitate the uh, Missy, who's, you know, the female regeneration yeah, master. Yeah. He's Arch Enemy, who used to be his friend. So he's trying to get her back and, and reform her, you know, because that's better than this endless battle that's going on. So again, great. Did I get that? That's a yeah, good Just wants his friend angle. back. Uh, I'm variable on whether I like Missy or not. I'm not sure. Depends um, whether she's opening her mouth or not. No, I found her amusing sometimes, and I did. I, I did. like the bitchiness, but yeah. I don't like the. Yeah, the pop culture references and yeah, things like right. that. It's, some of that's great. And buddy. this, this what this dab thing? What the flip was that? The what? When did you do that? Apparently, I don't know. Oh, that I don't work don't on the radio. I know, but that's what I mean. You're doing that on the radio. I know, but but right. the kids out there will know right. what I'm on about no, she, with she their does... spinning flicker things. The fit, fit. Oh, what are they called then? They're called the fidget. The fidget things. They're all got them now. Spinning things. Yeah, they're all doing it tomorrow. You have made, you're making us feel sound bloody ancient with us. Do you know that? You know what? Can you not We're in our rocking chairs. No, if you're going to mention it, learn it. God, we know, <laughs> get off my lawn. Now we're trying, two old guys trying to find figure out these. They probably think we're in a bloody 70s list. Yeah, clackers. Clackers. No, clackers were good, man. Clackers were good. They were banned, but they were good. <laughs> Breaking kids' fingers. Don't get your clackers in a bit. <laughs> Um, fidget spinners. That's the fellas. See, I'm not old. It's just him. I remember. We've got, got a book upstairs that they want us to review. Yeah, it's rubbish. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just diagrams. <laughs> Shard of a going through it the other day. It was horrible. It's a fidget spinners book. We're supposed to get reviewed, and it's just got diagrams of people with his fidget spinners on the fingers. And it's like, why? You, what are you buying this year? Yeah, and, and you, and you know, know what? what? The butler did it. Do you know what, Martin? In that, and here's another question about how do we devour our and content and all the rest Absolutely, of it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't. That book would have been invaluable ten years ago, twenty years ago. Yeah. Because if you were learning, like a, the Rubik's a cube or a Rubik's cube, you'd there was buy a tons book, of books you know, about yeah. that. Now it's just a YouTube tutorial. Yeah. There are the the. I have no doubt if I go tutorial tricks. Fidgets, fidget. There'll be some expert. Waste there. of time. Yeah, some expert. I'll have done a two-hour. Uh, tutorial video. Absolutely. So make use of that. So anyway, I don't know why I'm, I'm actually not I'm sorry, yeah. sending us books. Here. No, no, that was just that one book. Anyway, the so yeah, we we hit this this episode and later on, and I'm I'm going to do it later first. The the later parts of it turns out they did a body horror approach with the uh, Cybermen that worked really well. I thought that was awesome. I thought everything was absolutely great i thought the atmosphere was good i thought that things the the, the fate of the bill it's yet to be decided although i do suspect he'll ship back shuffle on that i'm not going to ruin it for anyone who's not seen it but i can't get past the first five minutes i'm sorry it's a shit gag where she just goes on and says oh i'm doctor who and then they have a big conversation about it and then goes oh he always wandered around saying he was that and all the rest of it 
you're just ruining the show with all this crap, honestly. It was it was funny. a waste of time. It's though. not funny. It's not. And it's not clever. And I get it, everyone going on defending it. Because I actually, uh, Paul Mount said something about it on Facebook. And I, I was fuming about it at the same time. I'd only just seen it. And I just... And, uh, I just commented on it, and then a big row kicked off on Facebook with everyone going, oh, no, it's not, it's it's all right, it's sensitive, it's whatever. And I just went, no, 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 I've got to agree to differ. I didn't like it, I made my position clear. And my God, Martin, right, this, this started, this, this, this debate over it with loads of people all steaming in, started on this thread. And then um, I just washed my hands of it at a point where I've gone, yeah, I have nothing more to say now. The end story, we're all going to have to disagree, agree to disagree because I just think it's shit. I think you were all laughing. You're the same people who were laughing at that. And, and it isn't a certain sort of fan who's obsessed with this because the people who are saying that sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people going, well, you shouldn't be getting too upset about it. Are you kidding me? These people, the Moffat fans who are defending that, are the first people to get the knickers in a twist when any form of continuity is broken or anything yeah, yeah. that doesn't suit them. And that's it. And I'm not, I'm not, it's the ones who, who, who don't it's like the, the DR. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've had that. I've had yeah. actually had emails bollocking me because one of the writers has said DR instead of the doctor, and then I've been quoted, and I have been corrected that the doctor is his name, not not uh, not doctor. It's not. Know. It's not his profession. Yeah, it's not his profession. So you know, so you get all that. So I go through it. So this this thing was rumbling on. I had to go out and get some. So in between this, right, I I left. Facebook left it all on the in my little. You didn't leave office. Facebook. That's, that's what Facebook. people do my when they. God, I would love to leave. Facebook. They're pretending to be dramas. If, if I'm I, leaving Facebook, but I'll come back on and just check yeah, to see if, if anybody said anything. If I didn't have to be in touch with family and with people because I've got a magazine, I would not be on Facebook. Believe me. The um, I went out, then I went and did something else, then I went uh, and drove back here. Yeah. Then I had tea. Then I watched an episode. Then you had of, a poo. Uh, yeah, I think I watched <laughs> Twin Peaks, and then yeah. I think I did all of that, everything. And then it's like one in the morning, I get back, and it's still going on. This, this, oh, no, no, it's brilliant. It was such a good game. And this is the best episode of Doctor Who ever and all the rest of it. And I'm like, bloody hell, this is the, this is like the Wonder Woman thing where the, everybody's gone into a hysteria where if you don't say that it's the best thing you've ever seen in your life, everyone starts getting upset. So anyway, uh, I left it. It was still going on the next day. There were still people going on. And I get it. That's how Facebook threads work. But my God. Um, wow. I didn't, uh, I'm the, just saying I don't like the gag. I just on, don't on like On the it, plus side of this, know. and it, it ties into our, our hot topic. Yeah. Uh, at least people are watching it and they're having that. It's it's not a... a no, wa- no, no, no. It's no, not no. water cooler. This, is, this isn't just... even... This isn't Right. This is not only not water cooler. This isn't even the cup of water that's come from the water No, cooler. but you know what I mean? It, people, it's, it's, it's causing a, a, a conversation. I, I'll tell you what this is. It's like when I watch... When I watch... Everybody's there going, this is the best era of Doctor Who ever and all the, all the Moffat fans. Oh, the best era of Doctor Who ever and all the fans who've stuck with it to now. Yes, it's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. That's the same feeling I get when uh, I see... Momentum in a, uh, <laughs> having a, a, a tete a tete with Jeremy Corbyn and everyone in the square of 60,000 people are going, We're the future, we're the people in Britain, we're, we're the majority of the, uh, the zeitgeist. And you go, No, you're not, you're not. You represent a minority who, and, general... even though they did better in the general election, still didn't get bloody elected. You know, the thing and with this that is I, a I... Labour guy, hardcore Labour guy, me talking, you know. And to get, to get on, just to dismiss the politics for this last thing, mm. the people who are going for that probably don't know anything about momentum a lot of them yeah no yeah, yeah. they go they're swept along with the oh, uh, yeah. 
the Glastonbury it's effect. It's Facebook. It's Facebook, man. It's Facebook. It's, it's Facebook. And, and yes, it can motivate people in a big way, but it can also make people believe that they are in the middle of a zeitgeist and they are part of the the movement of of, Absolutely. of authority. They they represent the majority of people and how people think. The when in is, actual fact it, it isn't. It's you. You are literally preaching to the converted. The, the problem the with Facebook is it you know. if you talk about something or you yeah. post about something, it's going to show you yeah them things all the time yeah i hate this thing with top stories all the time mm-hmm. i always go to most recent because i want to see yeah. what other people are thinking it's not about what the, the people that yeah, i well, know that are into the same things as me yeah. well this didn't didn't end at the uh, the joke that i was offended at and yeah if you like i say these are the same people that when the peter cushion movies even though everybody loves them absolutely. they find them quite they absolutely will not have him as canon or anything because he invent he introduces himself as hello i'm doctor who and he's clearly a different character than, than mm. this. But character. have you noticed that uh, Capaldi's looking more like mm. sort of Peter Cushing and yeah, yeah, yeah. and John Pertwee? It looked to stay in the beginning of that scene where it shows him regenerating, didn't he? He looked really rough, didn't he? Yeah. But I suppose he's dying at that stage. Yeah, but so that's going to be the he's getting, he's getting that Pertwee air. And... Yeah, well, yeah, but you're not allowed to be that old now. Pertwee yeah. was allowed to be an old doctor, an yeah. older, elder doctor. and now It's, it's not a criticism, I'm just making an observation. Of oh, yeah, it's, but we moved on, haven't we? And this is the next bit that I mm. want to get to, where this this little, it rolled on this long, this talk, because it became about that initially, about I, I hated that and Doctor Who and you're ruining the show with such stupid meta gags that, that are just fist chewing embarrassment. That, I, mean, I hate the, that and I'm not a really die-hard yeah. fan. Yeah, and, and I'll know a load of people who hated it, you know, and the the, the problem there then it then moved on to, well, I think we just said, well, you know, this is why it's shedding some viewers and all that, and then there was a big backlash. It was, JR was upset because he said um, he, we hadn't quite, you know, allowed for some of the time shift, and he is right and he's wrong. I, I mean, I, di- I agree with him and I disagree with him. I, I do feel that things have changed, which is why I thought I'd just be open and honest and, and mention this time shift thing on here now and see what people think, because it has changed. Viewing habits has changed, but still you've got to be a percentage of that. I mean, if you are the most watched show on TV, then it doesn't matter, does it, how many... Because obviously your no. catch-up viewing figures will still be bigger than everybody else's, but Doctor Who's isn't. It's not only lost viewers on the overnights, it's also got less people watching it on catch-up. And, and as I said, I'm only going off... The thing you've got to remember here, normally an editor of this magazine would be in a closed shop of geekdom, whereas I'm not. I'm not your typical editor of a sci-fi magazine because I'm still doing the law. I'm still running a leisure company. I'm still doing... And I've, I meet so many people who are not into this stuff whatsoever. So... I get, and I mean a lot of people, and they, are, I have a vibe of what's going on, and I certainly know for a fact that amongst all those people, they're not discussing Doctor Who anymore. No, it's now, just... when I took over Starburst at that point, they, they it was just the end of, of uh, Davis's era, and Matt Smith had just taken over. And still, when I was doing that, they were going, Oh, do you get to see the new Doctor Who's? and they were all excited for me when I, d- I took over the job. Mm. And now they don't discuss Doctor Who. It's like, oh, and, and I, I was out with a mate of mine and I went, oh, I'm just going to, um, I've got to write up something and I mentioned Doctor Who. And he went, oh, is that still on? Yeah, wow. absolutely. He actually asked me if it was still on. 
and and he's not a fico, you know. He's just an average working guy. He just lost track of it being on. He, he knew that Capaldi had, had taken over, but he didn't know that any new ones were being made. Absolutely, because if you remember, I mean, that's the thing with that is, if you mm. remember a few years ago when Capaldi was getting announced, mm. that was a big special program. It, yeah, it was a whole hour, yeah. prime time BBC One. Yeah. Where it was about, we're going to announce yeah, a new yeah. doctor. There certainly has been, and, and I say it's not fair because they bl- a lot of people are blaming Capaldi for any drop off, and I don't think that's fair at all. I don't think that he was given a fair chance. I think if he'd have been the doctor, I, don't get me wrong. I think, I think there's think... a big drop off from the younger people who only got on because it was eye candy and things like that. Well, you see, that's important though, Martin. It, of course, it is. But that's I think that, that's a massive big drop off yeah. on that. It's and it, and it, it, it shows up how ignorant some people can be oh, about yeah, acting yeah. and yeah. about Absolutely. people. But it is important that you've got some mainstream watching it. You don't want to end up like, can I just say, on the overnights, obviously this is not catch-up figures, it's nothing. I'm just saying on the overnight figures for, for this, it's pretty similar, if not lower, than when it got cancelled with Sylvester McCoy, which mm. at that point was seen it had gone sunk the lowest in, in, in its history. Well, it ended up on a Thursday um, night or something. And that was worrying. It? And like I say, I only speak as a, as a person who who's grew up watching this show, has watched it all these years, has never lost faith in it, no matter when. I always carried on watching it and, and um, you know, was dead excited. I remember when the TV movie with McGann came out yeah, and they released the videotape of it at midnight at HMV yeah, yeah. Uh, instead of it being on TV. So, I was queuing up and I watched that at one in the morning then and you know and I must admit because it was New Who and I did like McGann I actually enjoyed it but I hated the Americanism of it and I hated the fact the Doctor got shot yeah that's... you know but, but I'm just saying I were there all along and I, I, I've no reason to want this show to be anything other than successful but I, I just there's sometimes where I watch it now and I just really really don't enjoy it I don't enjoy it and there's other times and and that's a minute so I can't just give up on it and go I don't want to watch it because it, I don't enjoy it because I loved the Ice Warrior story and I love some of the uh, and and I, I do like the complicated stuff as well. I like I love the uh, I liked Oxygen a lot. I thought Oxygen was really cool with them spacesuits yeah. and I loved some of this stuff. But he just this there's there's a certain Moffat thing that he does in like Let's Kill Hitler is my least favorite Doctor Who show ever, and anything that's like that or containing that sort of approach to comedy, I, it turns me off. And that's all I've got to say. So anyway, back to this. I, I'm just saying that the uh, we're just discussing how do you guys, I mean, email in studio at fabradiointernational.com. We'll read a few out if you get back to us before the show ends. And I mean, do uh, David said he's, um, you know, he's still Blu-ray though, and he, uh, whereas a lot yeah. of people aren't bothering, are they? No, exactly. It's... I think a lot of people are not bothering even with the box sets and things like that. Yeah, yeah. They, they might do it when it gets on Netflix and things, mm. but you can't add that to these overnights. And mm, mm. It doesn't add to the... A lot of people who will watch it on DVD have seen it already. Yeah, yeah. So you can't add that as new viewers. No, 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 I get that. I don't know how they add it all up. I really don't. It's too complicated for me. Uh, was, I get the uh, the iPlay is easy. That makes it really easy. Um, well, a lot of them could be re-watching it on but, iPlay. But you, how do you get the Skybox figures? Who get, yeah, where but, do you get yeah, them I mean, from? There must be a way of, of them figuring out who's recorded what. Oh, I think but... it's easier than ever to get the figures of di- digital, but again, how many people are watching it? Like, how do they? I mean, go? I record stuff on my Skybox and I never yeah. watch it. But, oh, yeah, there's that as well. There's loads. Of, and some people will record it and then just not get around to it and then yeah. can't be bothered. 
And yeah, exactly. And then it gets deleted. What we need to remember, being fans of these sort of shows and all that, normal people view TV as disposable entertainment. Normal. And if they yeah. get behind, oh, you know, the, the mundanes out there, they yeah. view it as, well, we can watch this whenever. It's something that will kill it, it, five minutes. And, it's, and a lot of people, you know, there, there will be some people who will watch it just so they've got something to talk about. Well, like now tonight, me, you, Chris, a few of us, there could be five or six or seven of us, we could all go back to my house and watch an episode of Twin Peaks on the, that I've recorded on the Skybox. How, mm. how do they know that there's seven of us or there's just me watching it on my own? Well, exactly, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. You, you, I you've got, you've got to count that dog in the corner. Yeah, I know, but... And the mouse. Anyway, it'd be nice to hear. I've got, there's a few emails there. We'll deal with them when we get back, but we'll have the last break now, and then we'll get back and chat about catch-up figures and maybe a bit of a news burst and see if there's anything else going on. Oh, there's not much. Oh, I can believe that. It has been a quiet week, to be fair. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. We have been going longer than Total Film. Just saying. The fear of the year is here. Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde, a monster he could not control, have taken over his very soul. A screaming demon rages inside, turning him into Mr. Hyde, an unstoppable black Superman. Super strong, supernatural, and super bad. His punch can topple a skyscraper. His kick can split the earth in two. More destructive than an earthquake. Mightier than a tidal wave. A one-man disaster area. Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. When you're seeing what ain't, you're looking at a haint. Shot full of lead and he still ain't dead. Jump back, Jack, for your skull is cracked. Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. Starring Bernie Casey, Rosalind Cash, Stu Gillum. Directed by William Blackula Crane. Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parents. So bring your mama, she'll like it too. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. We make total film look like rubbish. Embrace the alternative. This, this is Fab Radio International. And welcome back for the final segment of tonight's Starburst Radio Show. Unique to yeah, Radio International. Unique and, in every way. And unique because if you're listening to this on uh, on iTunes, you should have heard them songs. They were yeah, amazing. They were good. See, there's the, them, a reason them to, tunes. But people here in live don't hear some of the interesting stuff we managed to edit into the show when we're discussing stuff. So it's... <laughs> you see? But, but yes, so we're back. You're going about that again. Yeah, don't that got beat last week. Yeah, you'll have to do it tomorrow. I'll have to do that now. I'll have to beat because that's a film that is in being. Well, we've, no, got, it, we've I, agreed. We liked it's it. We liked submitted. it. Yeah, it's in the festival. We're just using it as a point of reference. Yeah, but somebody hated it. Didn't hate anyway, it. Anyway, now we've got to beat that out because we. He didn't hate it. Well, he did. No, he actually said to me, "I fucking hated that." Well, that's what, what he what said. What does he know? Well, I don't know. He just, he, God, he, he, he was a. It wasn't a subtle reaction either. It was like straight out. He went, "You what?" Like, like yeah. he was annoyed with me for mentioning it. You know. And anyway, it's, it gave uh, a little shudder, didn't it? Yeah, he, I get where he's coming from. It's the sort of thing he's. He's no time for that. Anyway, I can't even we get into detail because then it really will give away what it is. We enjoyed it. it out. I, he was all right. I liked it. Yeah, he, I liked the twist. 
Oh, I've given away. There's a twist as well now. <sighs> God, there's no need to come to the Starburst International Film Festival. Just <laughs> listen to this show. We'll have given away everything for you. Um, <laughs> anyway, right. Ed Fortune's emailed in. Hello, he's saying, looking forward to Moffat's last Doctor Who. Enjoyed the last one. Met a fan wank and all. I'm glad you're happy, Ed. At least uh, there we go. As I say, agree to differ yep. on that one. Good news. The new Jeff Noon is great. Yes, Martin, a review is incoming. There good. Go. That's good. Get your finger and, out. Um, he says, uh, oh, this is a weird one. He says he was at Bellevue Showcase for a screening. So that's the one we were just talking about, where I've had all these bizarre nights where no one gives a shit. And it's it's like there's, there's ghosts running the place, yeah. The movie turned out to be the only no-star review I ever gave. I wonder what that is then. Mm. Did you know they have a red carpet section? It's more a rug. Goodness me, did the Z-list celebs get excited? What, what do you mean, a red carpet section? For when they do all the premieres. Yeah, I've never seen that. Where, Where the hell is that? If anybody's been to the Showcase Cinema in Bellevue in Manchester, you'll be as shocked as I am that Ed's found a... a this they might do all the... Uh, Good grief. All it's... them big... I was, I was going to say names, but I won't do. All the, uh, <laughs> all the, uh, the big yeah, set of people that... Yeah. Oh, Mike, Mike the cop Caldwell is back. And, uh, Hello, he sir. Says, uh, Moffat's obsession with the whole My Name is Doctor Who gag has turned into that scene from Jaws when Robert Shaw scrapes his fingernails down the blackboard. You just fall silent in horror that he keeps bloody doing it. Great writer, terrible comedian. Yeah. Fair it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. He, he, had, he, he had something to say and all when that was all kicking off at the weekend. Oh, I love it. it I need to go back it, and reread. Oh, was, I, I gave up after the first hour or Jesus so. Christ, it, it had legs that. It had legs that discussion, believe me. Um, and I didn't have a, enough of a bomb to throw in there. I don't know what I say. I mean, you get to a certain point where you get, you even got. I mean, you can't argue with when people have got a certain opinion that's intractable. I I'm not that intractable. People's opinions are opinions and yeah. and they're entitled to them and it's one of the things that you, as a, as a human being, you have to respect. Mm. It doesn't mean they're right, but anyway. I just, I just, <laughs> I just it's one, the, the only thing I'll say, I get, I get what everybody is saying about the rest of the episode. That's why it's confusing to me and that's why it annoys me even more because I would have been less annoyed if this had been a shit episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, because you'd have just written it off and expected yes, it and blah, blah, blah. This yeah, is it's... an episode of Doctor Who that I would want to be in amongst my favourite episodes, yeah? It, I would want it to be in, very fondly remembered of that era. You know, if yeah, it was yeah. to pick the, the, like, five stories from Capaldi, I'd want this to be one of them, you know? And I can't, I'm sorry, it, maybe it's a weakness on my part, and it is possibly. It did blind me a little bit, and it. I it, can't get. I got, I got my fidget spinner out, and. Yeah, I was, I was that fed up with it that it tainted the next 10 minutes going into it. So I'm watching this thing, annoyed about that, pissed off, and then yeah. then you just know, get the gum it, shield in. And it, and after that point, it's like that. I mean, if I come round your house and you punch me in the face and then sit down and start giving me little scones and nice little drink and all that, I'm still it, I'm not going to be clap. not rubbing my face. It's am I? clouding the judgment of the night. Yeah, you know. Anyway, yeah, better mounties on uh, evening. All good news that better well, boss all. Has finally been renewed for a fourth season. I was getting worried when season three ended. We know word on a recommission. I was as well, but they're funny Netflix, aren't they, Mountie? They just seem to bloody have 
the deepest pockets on planet Earth. I mean, I'll say this, there will come a point where they're going to have to pull back on some of this because there's a lot... They, they have got some amazing TV shows, but Christ, they, there's some popping up now left, right and centre where I'm thinking, what the hell is this? No. They're going to get to a point where they're making shit at this stage. Um, have you been watching Handmaid's Tale on Channel 4? I have heard all about this, and my friend Colette has been watching it, and she's told me what it's about, and I've said I will watch it, but from what I said, and you are reiterating it, she said, yeah, just don't do it when you're in a bad mood. So for the last month, I've yeah. not been able to it's, watch it's, this. It's, it's on my, my to-watch list. I can't watch it in this state. You know, yeah. it's like, this has been... So I quite enjoyed rap, the film it? version, so... Oh, right. Well, he, oh, and he signs Cheerio and he says, my name's Doctor Who. And <laughs> you know what, Mount, he didn't say it in any way as annoying as, as the other. And, and your, bro, your bro is back. <sighs> saying, I found myself watching Doctor Who and it being clicked off by someone in the house for an episode of Adventure Time. Now, years later, I'm heavily into Adventure Time and not watched five minutes of Who since uh, it, that, since a Matt Smith episode found them getting stale and there is much better shows bringing more excitement entertainment give me Arrow Flash even person of interest had me hooked really it's been Doctor Pooh for years that's not very good is it no but, uh, you need to tell Claire not to put uh, Adventure Time the on. CW yeah the CW shows are brilliant it's brilliant I mean they've, they've created their own TV DC universe so there you go, no matter what misgivings I've got about the movie one. Like people are saying, oh, DC just can't do anything right. No, they've got good versions of some of these characters. The problem is they haven't gelled them together like Marvel has. No, they haven't. And, and now you have got Because regardless of the, the the differential, the TV well, stuff is still set in the same universe. The, the problem as well is that you get attached to certain actors in a role. And for me, I'm sorry, if you put somebody as Green Arrow now, on uh, in the Justice League or in one of these movies, mm. I he is synonymous with a role to me now. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the TV and, and, arrow is, is and by is doing the Flash with a different actor, that's that's well, rubbing Flash, people at the wrong um, road. The, yeah, say he's uh, he is very 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 liked. He's a very likable Flash, the TV Flash, mm. and this guy. When I was seeing the Justice League pilot and this the, those Flash, I was thinking, oh, he's not he's not my Flash. It's not the Flash I'm used to watching. Well, I, I think and a lot of people will get confused. Yeah, and kids, kids especially, do get attached to people in roles, don't they? They really get attached you know. to people, then bloody kids. I know. Anyway, just a quick, a quick one, just a bit punt a game out. That I, I um, used to be a mad, mad player on. Uh, I'm not a massive video gamer. I don't get that much time, but I did like multi multi level sort of uh, online games. Like I was a massive fan of City of Heroes before it got stopped it was a great game great community but the best thing is yeah i could go on that for an hour i didn't have to just sit grinding away doing stuff i could go on it an hour i could keep going back to this character i had a, a guy was it character. just an hour it would it would drag on but mm. i didn't have much time so but what i mean is it, it if i had an hour that was spare you can just do that without having to commit to yeah. Longer. So they got, and uh, I had a character called Meathead. Yeah. And he was like the Hulk. I built him like the Hulk, but with a shaved head and a football hooligan look to him. Yeah. And he just was, like yourself. He was a, yeah, a, a football fan that has been exposed to radiation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> um, and Meathead was great. And he, he was like a, a part of my life for a while. And then all of a sudden they just decided, even though it was making money and doing well, they closed it because the company wanted to pursue a load of games that were manga orientated and it didn't fit in with their portfolio so they just shuttered it and everybody went save, save, that's what they call it they call it uh, sunsetting 
card. When you should no, because the the dramatic nature of it. This is an online world it, that's it, that big. The next day is not going to happen. It is. That's it. And they call it sunsetting, and it's, it makes it even more grim, doesn't it? So, so my characters when they died that night, and I took photos of them while it was all happening, oh. right? and I had them waving, and they they Did you have a little cry. It was very sad. Everybody was saying goodbye to each other. It was. Lots of little virtual hugs. There was a countdown, and then all of a sudden the thing popped up on screen offline. And Never to be heard time. of again. Yeah. So there is a company that tried to get the rights to it and went, please let us do it then, give us the rights and we'll we'll do it. They wouldn't let them have it, and they just deliberately wanted to bury the game for some reason. So anyway, I looked for somewhere else and I found the secret world, and everybody else is playing World of Warcraft, all these crap, bloody, these Dungeons and Dragons things, like like World of Warcraft, I wouldn't go on out of principle because there's so, so, so many people on it, and it... it and I don't, I don't want to be getting my ass handed to me by seven-year-olds every five minutes. <laughs> You've you seen what happened when now I was on then, the bridge then. of the Enterprise. The other yeah. way, where I've got, I'm, I'm trying to have a bit of fun and I've got a Chekhov facepalm in me and everybody giving me loads of grief. Because they took it very seriously. Yes, Captain, with speech marks. And uh, no, Secret World is Cthulhu-based, yeah? Oh, it's right. a, a modern setting. You've got sort of magic powers. You're a magician, but you're all martial arts trained. You're three groups. You've got the uh, you've got the Templars, the Dragons, which are... The, the Templars are sort of British, you know, nice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then you're a secret organisation. Then you've got the Dragons, who are Tokyo-based, a martial arts, more Asian approach to to the same sort of vibe. Yeah. And then you've got the Illuminati, who, who are like... Uh, they control business interests, and they're all done the flow of money and and influence and this just sounds like a normal yeah. sort of right wing website. Oh, god, god, yeah. Guess which one I am, my character. Oh, you've got to be Illuminati. I was an Illuminati, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I that straight away. So, yeah, he, it's been out for years and years and years, and it was getting uh, my character was doing all right, and he's been fine. I've gone back to it every now and again. And then this week, they've changed the game, they've literally given me a lifetime membership with it because I had a lifetime, it was a Christmas present that I got. Mm-hmm. Off someone, and it was a lifetime. I think it was hundred and odd quid, and lifetime membership, all of it, and it was great. And you had lots of perks. And they they've now come out with Secret World Legends, and if you find it online, it's free to play. So you now, I've got membership, but that means I just get money to spend and loads of add-ons and extras. You and don't have to keep month. topping up. Yeah, well, yeah. But they don't have to either. You can play it, but if you want to buy loads of clothes and loads of weird stuff, it's got that sort of in-game it, it, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. The typical because, sort of... On, yeah, yeah. We, because they were struggling, and on, online gaming, multiplayer online gaming has, has died off a little bit, so it's hard to sustain it. Now, this is the most unique one. It's got the best storyline, and readers of Starburst will love this game, so if you're even thinking about it, you've only got to download the, the thing and play it and have a see, have a mess about it. It's dead easy. The stories are Right. It's all set in sort of a Lovecraftian version of America, uh, but it goes all over the world. You then travel to London and then you travel to Tokyo and there's, there's lots of places, Egypt at one point, you know. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's very much for us. It's a game for us. And now, instead of having to subscribe to it every month, it's free to play and they've changed the mechanics to make it easier and they've started it from the beginning. So it's kind of like a new 52 DC thing. And look what happened with that. No, no, but I like, I've got to keep everything I like. And all the thing is, I've got to, I started again with a character, which I don't mind because it gives new life into it. So there you go. Uh And how much do they pay you? They haven't paid me out. Come on. (laughs) 
I see, I could have played that. I could have just written to him and go, oh, yeah, I think I will stay with you. you, for, you and you, after, little low, after little signature from Starburst at the bottom, and they think, oh, is there a free review here? You know what? You, what will you, I get? You don't know how to play the game properly I know yet, I do don't. you? I know I should have done that, shouldn't I? Anyway. How do you think we got all that free stuff upstairs? Well, it's the way to do it, isn't it? So, yeah, that, that's, that's my plug for that. Secret World Legends. You can find it online, download it. You can play for nothing and have a seat. Sit, tell me what you think. The story's yep. amazing. Sit down, yeah. have a little play. Yeah. And then go on this game as well. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Your, your, your brother again. Oh. Around it's Ross, Ross Unsworth saying. It was like Joey Deacon of Dead, Dead Silver. Dead Sliver. What's that? Oh, Sliver. Oh, it was like Joey Deacon of Dead Sliver. You'll be doing it tomorrow. Do you remember Roy? Roy uh, was it oh, Roy Jai? No. He, he was a, a character. He's dead now. Is it? He, he was a character on uh, a comedian. Okay. On, on British TV. Right. And he went and moved to Spain, and everybody oh, I don't knew know him. Yeah. You would do. Ah. He, he was a comedian, and he would just have this backing track, and he'd, yeah. he'd walk, walk up and down and tell jokes. Yeah. And he'd do this sort of like thing. Hey, sliver. Right. Spook. I've got to. I've got to go on YouTube. YouTube it. Oh, YouTube it. Tonight. Is it Roy Jai? Yeah. Things like that. All oh, right. I'll yeah. find him tonight. Yeah. You oh, will, right. you will remember him. I will, I will. will. I and he'd do, do. do this thick little thing, and he said, "You'll all be doing it tomorrow." Well, we've just got time. We've got, we've got like seven minutes. We've got time for a bit of a news burst, if you. Let's do a quick news burst, and then yeah. we've got to talk about what, how we mm. do TV and things. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we've we've been we'll hyping that yeah. all night. Yeah, quick news burst, and we'll news do. burst. Ted Raimi's directing his first uh, film, mm. psychological psychological horror, yeah. The Seventh Floor. Good. Excited? Yeah, I am. Well, I mean, there's no reason to think he won't have the same skill set as his dad, is there? His dad? His brother. His brother? Is it his brother? Yeah. I always thought it was his son. No. Really? Have you seen them? No, I haven't seen a photo. I've never seen a photo of Ted Raimi. Well, Ted Raimi's been in Sam Raimi's films. So, you know, oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so people are people are sort of ruminating whether Sam's going to be in this film. I've really aged Sam Raimi in my head because he's been around in my life that long. Yes, early eighties. Really old. He's you know? not. He's, he's probably not much older than we are. All oh, right. So he was just getting on with it. Early yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Good on him. Yeah, good on him. Uh, James Cameron. Yeah. Wants Avatar two to be in glasses free three D. And how's that then? I don't know. Who cares? It's Avatar 2, who gives a shit? I really respect him, and sometimes he can be such a dick, but okay. It, it allegedly coming out in 2020. Wow. And then that's going to get pushed back to 2022. Oh, I and do. And then 2020. No, who is gets any, It's going to be dead before it gets comes is out. Is anybody bothered, is any of you lot, wanting to see Avatar, the the follow-up, the, the whatever it is, whatever it's going to be called, you know? Do you want that unobtainable to be obtained? It's just yeah, bollocks. Yeah, right. uh, the Inhumans is going to get its IMAX cinema run yeah. September 1st, and then it's going to get uh, it the a bit. AMC, a, ABC are going to be showing it on yeah. September 29th. It takes the piss, though, doesn't it? I mean, you know, you're going to go and see that, and then you've got to see it on TV the next We don't know where we're going to get it yet, so... Yeah, well, we will. Might be Channel 4. We'll, we'll, It'll be like some, six some, months down the some line. Some people will just download it or watch it. No, on they won't. Cody. They won't. Are you sure? I'm sure. I've got my faith in these people. No, I don't. <laughs> That's more about the conversation we're about to have. Exactly. Should we just get on with that? Maybe. Actually, yeah. no. Look, I want to do this because Go on. I always keep trying to sort of like you know, get people to watch Horror Channel and things like that. Yeah, you need Which to. We, 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 we do do. You know, they, they do uh, advertise with us, but they are, a, I love them. 
I've always loved them. They were a great channel. Even when they've been showing that, you know, the public look, domain stuff earlier on. Look, at the end of the day, but, at the end of the day, the uh, sometimes we got to put some adverts in the magazine, and sometimes we are putting magazines in for something that we would be buying ourselves. You know what? Um, and two, three companies spring to mind straight away. Horror Channel's one, Arrow Video, uh, Arrow Films. I love their stuff, and yep. my possibly my favourite label when it comes to dvd blu-ray eureka yep yeah literally my favorite label the stuff they bring out has no right to be brought out you would think that no that, that no one would have the balls to put it out and they have always brought movies that are out of your reach back absolutely and, and horror channel been getting some amazing films on. they have yeah um if you flip my skybox on it's always on the horror channel yeah uh my picks of the week mm. for this weekend, because we always do the weekend. Mm. Uh, Saturday, stay up, go out for a piss up, mm. come back in, mm. 2.35 in the morning, yeah. Horror Express. Horror Express, fantastic film, love it. Mentioned it many times on this this show. It's a, it's a weird film in that it's very clearly um, it, not a, a mainstream. It's, it's not a British no. production. No. Uh, but it's so British. It is. It's got everybody. It's Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Yeah. And they are at their best. They're at their very best at the peak. And also the imagery in this film is yeah. mind-blowing. There's some the, amazing lines of dialogue in it. And the, the thing that used to scare me about this film was there's a bit where the guys, the guys' eyes go at glowing. Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. When their eyes go, he looks a lot like Jesus at yeah. that point. And it's very, very, very scary. There's, 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 a, there's like a... Mm. It's like evangelist type guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, another, you, I think you are aware of this as well as I am. Um, it's not copyright. It was. It was. It was out of copyright for a long time, and which is why I think mm. the reputation has diminished a lot. Yeah, it has because nobody can be bothered putting out a Blu-ray restoration the, of a movie that they've got no unique rights for. There's a there's an American Blu-ray of it. Mm. Blue Underground put it out. I've right. got it. It looks perfection. Oh, I thought you were it, going to say pathetic. Though. No, it's brilliant. Right, I need You that. haven't seen this film until you've seen well, that, I need, that I need transfer. That. I need that then. But yeah, it's it's one of them films, because it was out of copyright, people think, oh, it must be rubbish. Thing. It's a fantastic film. And it it's is. Wonderful. It is so so amazing. Oh, it's weird. It used to be on BBC film. all the time. It is. It's literally a wonderful film. And, uh, it really yeah, is. It is. It's, it's, it's got humour. It's got... Well, it's, it's Peter Crushing and Christopher Lee sparring off each other as best he can. And then you get Tom... Uh, Telly Savalis coming in later on. He's brilliant, isn't it? Uh, as a Cossack. Yeah, yeah. And he's and very he, believable. He is. A Greek Cossack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and yet you don't you don't blink. I always found him believable, no matter what he played. So it, I love Telly Savalis. So that's, that, you know, stay up for that. That's worth watching. Yeah. And on Sunday night, school, school night, but, you know, mm. stay up to 11 and mm. watch Frankenstein's Army. I love that film, right? Now, yeah. you may not... I don't know what your thoughts on it. I, I loved it, I yeah, it's good. I love that film. I mean, re- no, I really love that film to the point where I couldn't believe that nobody else was freaking out over that film when I saw it. I love the creature designs. Yeah. I love the story. It's the only found footage movie that I've seen over the last uh, five, six years that I've thought was worth making. Uh, it uses the format brilliantly. But I've got to say, uh, I mean... 
when is somebody going to bring out those those creatures as toys? Absolutely. They are amazing. There's scenes in that where they're just arriving behind you and you can see them coming. And it's so creative. Honestly, Frankenstein's army is, is wonderful. So that's bad. Picks of the weekend. Yeah. Well, can we have a little go. tune next time? Yeah. Do, 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 we'll, do, have to, do. we'll have to do that, won't we? <laughs> so, yeah, back on that, just to close, we, we, it has changed. And over the last decade... It, I don't. It's an incredible change because though people are not. What what are people doing then? So so no they, one's watching at the same time. That's the problem. But what? But how how can people be that busy though? Suddenly, right? They used to watch it when it was on this stuff. So you it had was on no Saturday option. Night. No okay. option. Well, they did have an option. You had a VHS, but no one did that because you wanted to talk about it in the schoolyard or whatever the next day. Um, when did it start to change to the point where people thought, "I don't have to watch this when it's on." I think a lot of it is because when the quality dipped mm. and we started getting a lot of this, um, a lot of the reality shit that's come yeah. on. Mm. And that's the generalisation. I don't, don't care. It is. Well, it's where Doctor Who lives on Saturday night. Yeah. It's, it's surrounded by this. Yeah, and, and it's not because people go out on a Saturday mm. night because they don't, clearly don't. Well, what are they doing then? I don't know, but they're the watching trash, not actual... Yeah, but there, there's a question. Well, all right, so you got you got the um, you got a family. There's mummy and daddy, you know, and they're just um, patronising their mind. There's two people. There's partners, whoever, mummy, daddy, boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, whoever. They're all. We there. don't judge. Um, if they've got any children, they're they're out with the mates or whatever. So they're in the yeah. house on the in own. the it's park Saturday. with a cider. Yeah. It's Saturday night. So what are they? What are they? Well, what are they doing then? Are they ironing? Well, certainly not watching Doctor Who. Well, why but not? but they're not why, they're not watching. Are they we've not, tea? Are they we've not got a shared experience anymore. Of I don't what, get of it, Watching though. things at the same time. Yeah, but why though? I've, it's that's just that's because the, thing the we technology can't has has arrived that you can do this. Does that the suggestion to me, looking at the figures and looking what's going on, that your natural conclusion would be, well, people are got time now to go and do other stuff so they're going doing but what is the other stuff i don't know because even the stuff that is supposed to be popular mm. you know the the rubbish that we don't yeah. necessarily watch the the x factors and the yeah. britain's not got yeah. any talent things do you see because you know i've never been in on saturday night no i, I just don't do that i don't but do in on saturday night even them sort of things are diminishing their audience yeah and they're not being talked about the way they were right so it's not just a Doctor Who so thing. It's not just these... a fantasy TV thing. I mean, thing. I'm assuming that the... Um, what's the, the hideous show? X Factor, isn't it? Yeah. Where you um, you vote for... You say, I might sound out of touch. Most things... That's the problem. I think once you have to bring in things with people voting for something... But you have to do that at the time, though, don't you? Yeah. Because them lines are closed. Exactly. If you watch that the next day, them lines are closed. Exactly. So they must... That brought right. that brought in a certain thing, but even okay. that is diminishing. But but the here's the thing though: surely they suffer less than a show like Doctor Who. Doctor Who, you can watch the next day. Of course, you can watch whatever time. You can watch it at four in the morning. You can watch it at eight o'clock and not go to work and watch but it. It's but, that, you know, it's that sort of thing where, where people have got so used to to the the Big Brother type things mm. and the X Factor type but things. But X Factor's ruined for you if you don't watch it when it's on because someone will tell you who got through or well, yeah. someone will slip or, up. Or, or it'll be front page of some paper that doesn't actually care about the real world. Yeah, you see, I'm still not clear then why, where all these people are, what they're doing. 
why why it has changed so dramatically. And, uh, though, you know, not being a person who stays in on them. I think a lot of it. I mean, and I'm I'm going to stick my neck out. A lot of it isn't at the fault of the people making the programs. Mm. I'm not blaming it's, anybody. It's I not mean. at the fault of the the, the Doctor Who people yeah, when, or, the, or, or any because yeah. ITV tried to to do their versions of. Yeah of that fantasy show and, and primeval yeah. sort of yeah. like got successful for a while. Yeah. But everything else they've done has been really, it's pretty much bombed. But I tell you one but, thing that do all these, uh, these figures, so you've got your overnights, then they'll look at the iPlayer, then they'll look at, at, um, you know, time shifted, like Skybox and all the rest of it. And TiVo, as they call it in the States or whatever, yeah. the, any equivalent of these, like the, the um, other PVRs are there's available. a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, so you got you got that. Um, so that's that's easy enough to get a rough figure. But here's the other figure though that you can't possibly do. do. Uh, in 2005, when that show came back, Doctor Who, uh, it would take you oh forever to download a terrible uh, video file if it was pirated or recorded. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. And, and iPlayer of, was yeah. was in its very it, very, very much, much so. emphasis. Well, yeah. now. I know. I'm just saying. I'm not going to give a name out if the police come. <laughs> I'm just saying that I know an awful lot of people that download it every week. They download it and watch it whenever they. Drop and and off there's, with there's it. no it's way of, everyone's got a skybox. There's not. There's no way of counting them. No, well, you can't count them because they're they're doing well, they're doing an, an illegal act. So they. Well, you just look at the the things that they do announce these. There was a, a big news thing on the last couple of years that, that Game of Thrones was the most pirated. TV show and the most pirated thing of the year. Okay. Last couple of years. Which which in itself makes advertisers want to use them. Yeah. You, but do they, is HBO, do they have advertising? Not during the show. After, isn't it? Maybe yeah, Sky, like when Sky show. show it, they split it up and put the advertising. Oh, they, they put a bloody advert. They, did Sky do my heading with adverts when I watch it on there. This is another reason why, you know what, Sky, yes. if people are not <laughs> taking your subscription and they are downloading those shows yet, you are not helping by having that bloody annoying advert that comes on literally 60 seconds after the bloody credit sequence yeah. yeah what the hell you're trying to just settle down getting into it and then oh it's off oh, oh there's advert. one just before the end credits my god we used to have two adverts in an hour on itv do you remember and, and you could literally you time them by the you'd get that yeah. little thing in the corner yeah do you remember I that i remember the little stripey thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and you knew it was coming i used to use that because i used to cut the adverts yeah out on the, we used yeah, to pause it vhs and when that, you was yeah. back pirating it <laughs> you know every time that you record no, the show that was our time shift we yeah. just wanted to cut the adverts out so we yeah, didn't exactly, have to put yeah. up with that but i'm just saying that every technically every single time that you recorded a show off itv or bbc on your vhs you were committing the same offense that people who were downloading Absolutely. on Cody and doing all that because and, and I love it. If you actually read the instruction manual for one of these DVD, uh, sorry, VHS or Betamax recorders, it said in big thing at the front where it said yeah. you were to come up without permission. So it's basically saying, yeah, you need to phone up BBC and make sure that they're all right when you're recording. Yeah, exactly. Recording Doctor Who, you know, or whatever. Which, like to be honest, is the same as DVRs. Mm. That's... Yeah, yeah. But I just don't think you can get a fit. There's two things. Though. I did one thing. I don't want to go on. We should be going now. But the um, you can't draw an exact figure on this time shift thing. And the other thing, I still I'm not 100% clear why. So, I mean, if it's a very important, very exciting show, I still think that some people will want to watch it. And, and it seems to be less of that than I would expect. And 
like for example, I stayed up to watch Twin Peaks at two in the morning when right. it came back the other week. I watched that live because it was a big thing. I'd waited a long time to see it. So had I, but I could wait. And I'm glad I did. Oh, good God. Here we go. He's turning this into a, 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 a David Lynch knocking session. Not at all. I absolutely adore David Lynch. Yeah. And I love some of the stuff he's doing, but God. Yeah. You're not yet. You're not through it yet. You're yeah. not through it yet, but it sounds like you are not seeing it. You, let's put it this way. Maybe it I'm not watching like it. I'm not watching it on my telephone with my headphones on. Is that what he's really said? Because well, that's mental. As long as you've got your headphones on, you can watch it wherever you want. I've got to say, and you've got to give him credit, the sound and the music is wonderful. No, I, I just think I expected more out of it. I expected some you know, semblance of story. I'm hearing both. I'm hearing some people who are lost and bewildered and think it's some really self-indulgent load of toss. I, I, I love lots of it, yeah, but I would like a bit of story, yeah, please. And I'm also hearing um, of people that... You know, it's. I, I just. I'm hearing that it's. It's absolutely wonderful. Lynch, unfettered at his best. He's off the off the leash. He's just going for it. Mm. And again, and I've got other people. Even one of our our writers. He was. Uh, he was saying, you know what? I'm a massive fan, and I love the original show, but I just can't follow this. It's just. It's all over the show, and no, I'm not. I'm, enjoying I'm, it. I'm following it, but I just no. don't see where it's going. And you know, I, I sad work following it though. Eraserhead is one of my favourite films of all time, mm-hmm. and you haven't seen this week's yet. But, no, I haven't. But you know, it was like, yeah, I've seen well, Eraserhead. Then why, don't, well, why don't you? Why don't you like it? Because I don't want to erase ahead, bloody. Well, you don't, it's not Eraserhead, is it? It's Twin wait, wait till you watch it. Really? Yeah. Because a lot of I've seen people, they haven't read what it's about. I've just heard a review going the wonder, the the beauty that is episode eight or whatever. No, and that'll be I, the one you're talking. You know, about. It, it's. You know, I don't want a tribute band to a race ahead. I want something new. Blimey, eh? Blimey. So we've not managed to fix anything other than come to the conclusion that Martin's not exactly over the moon. With, uh, <laughs> with over the man in the moon, if it's a race ahead. Well, that is the uh, music, so that means we are coming to approaching the end of this uh, episode. And, well, what can I say? I'm just... I'm hoping that it gets better and I hope it plays Well, together. we haven't got to the bottom of this. We will come back to this later on in the year, probably. But... Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, we'll let you know what we think when we've seen all the 18 episodes. What we tend to go? It's yeah. quite a long haul, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. What can you do? Fingers crossed. We're lucky to have it. Anyway, yeah, I have been Mike, and he has been Martin, and me and Chris will be back with you next week. Centuries. You don't know where you land. It's so dark in mythology. Treasures of history to be found. The legends of time. All the handiworks remain. Only the dreamer.
You have been listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International.